0: loves me yes I know cuz the Bible tells me so oh
1: Are you sure you're fit
2: to ride, brother? Hey, Seamus. Three days of bed is more than enough for me. Right to lose me mind, I was. But Mr. Gumpier would not let me rise.
3: The strike of the dark spirits wounds the soul as much as the body. Rest was needed.
2: Well, me thanks to you, me love. I'm feeling right
1: fine now, I am. And the chanting and the smoke? That were necessary, too. What was it you were burning, anyway?
3: Sage, it wards against dark spirits. It was a precaution. Lest He Who Rides the Dead left a shard of his essence upon you.
1: What do you know of this spirit, the one called He Who Rides the Dead?
3: Very little. But we have legends. Legends that say He Who Rides the Dead roamed the land even before Sai Chompa Kaigon, the Old Woman of the Sea, before she brought the first of our tribe from the Great Western Sea. To
2: Old Woman of the Sea?
3: Yes. The story of my people begins with her. She carried our forefathers in a great bag and gave it to the spirit brothers and told them to take the bag to the center of the world and to open it there. The younger brothers Skaits grew curious of the bag's contents and opened it, and released my people here, in the desert, rather than in the rich gardens at the world center.
1: But what about he who rides the dead? What do your legends say about him?
3: Only that he was an evil spirit, a foul trickster that delighted in murder and confusion and in the grief of others. I did not believe he was real. I remember Ma Vatava speaking of him once. I was very young. He said that the salt songs of the crying ceremony, our way of bidding farewell to our dead, was to aid the souls of the lost to find their way to the next life. And that there was once a fifth song that kept he who rides the dead at bay. We sing only four now.
2: Why is the fifth song no longer sung?
3: A shaman of long ago, I do not recall his name, banished he who rides the dead from our world. The fifth song was long and difficult and wearying to those who must dance to its tune. When he who rides the dead was banished, the song was no longer needed, and so now we sing only four.
1: How was he banished? can the fifth song still keep him at bay? Can you... No.
3: No. I am sorry. I do not know more of he who rides the dead. Maumbatava would know more.
1: That knowledge is gone with Maumbatava.
3: Yes, but
1: no, no, Pune. What you are thinking is folly.
3: But Wanga.
1: Guy... No, you must not consider it.
3: As you will.
1: Consider what? Never mind, Doctor. It was a foolish thought and shall be spoken of no more. But well, would it help us against he who rides the dead? Perhaps, but it is too dangerous and would perhaps bring even greater evil to this world. Well, how do we get rid of them, then? I do not know, but we will find a way. Numaga has gone to find the people of the Serpent, for they have much wisdom in these matters. Who are the people of the Serpent? Are they... Just forget it, Doyle. You're coming back to Kansas with me. Face trial. All this nonsense about spirits and fiends and such, it's... It's not your concern. Nonsense. You can't be serious, Marshal. You still don't believe you thick bastard. You saw... I saw nothing that can't be explained by rational thought. But the bleeding dead was rising and fighting. You saw the boy. And my own Vatava. And... They weren't dead. Just hurt. Maybe mad with pain. Or fear of dying. But you... You saw a shoot ma Vatava. You must have hit him a dozen times or more. The mad don't always know when to drop is all. But the voice. You heard it speak. Part of the madness. Of all the barmy bleeding gobshite. Tell him, To Takata scient, tell him the spirits are real. That he who rides the dead is real.
3: It does not matter, Brother Coyote. He will not see what he wills not to see. But this is insane. He has to see. He will, in time. Both eyes will be opened when he is ready.
1: Alright, enough of this. Let's go. Right on. Jesus, what a pox.
2: Just the same, brother. We'd best be moving. Patience is not one of the Marshal's virtues, if you haven't noticed. So Ms. Tegumpa? Yes? You called your tribesman here Wanga'a, and he called you Pune'e. That means brother and little sister, right?
3: Yes, it does.
2: So you two are siblings then?
3: Oh, no. We are not of the same blood. But we have known each other since we were children, and are as brother and sister to each other.
2: But you both, you can take the shape of beasts, am I right? You are. Can you take the form of any sort of creature? Could you become a lion or a dragon or some such?
3: No, and I do not know what a dragon is anyway. But we may take the form only of our spirit selves, no others.
2: Oh. Can you teach me, do you think?
3: No, I cannot. It is something born to you. You are a skin changer or you are not. There are chants, I have heard, that may change your form, but I do not know them. And they are dangerous, at any rate.
2: Dangerous
1: how?
3: Those who use such forbidden magic often lose themselves to the spirit beast and do not come back.
1: And such wayward spirit beasts become cruel and hunger for the flesh of man. I see.
3: There are other chants I could teach you, healing chants, that- No,
1: such medicine is not for the likes of him, Pune. It is not white man medicine.
3: It is healing medicine, Taikata Sayant, and it is good for any to know.
1: You overstep yourself.
3: You overstep yourself. I am not your little sister, save in affection only. Do not presume to tell me what I may or may not do.
2: Oh, it's okay, really. I'm not really interested in the healing arts anyway.
3: Just the same. I will teach you if you so desire. No, really. Impudent woman. I'll... You'll what? I will... I will
1: not argue so in front of the white man. They are unworthy of- You
3: are unworthy, Wanga'a, if you truly believe they are lesser than we. We are all of the old woman's bag, as you well know.
1: <sighs> but they will be the death of us, as you well know, Ume.
3: I am sorry. Sorry that you should have heard those words come from one of my people- didn't
2: fret, love. Young folk bicker plenty, and as often as not our words leads to enough or even, let me tell you. Even so. Never you mind. But we're lagging behind some, Mr. Gumpa. We'd best catch up before we get left behind.
1: I didn't understand how you can still deny the supernatural. You can't believe the soup was so bad you'd have fever dreams for two days. Dr. Doyle, you know it not fever dreams or any such nonsense, right? I mean, you saw what happened, right? I saw. Like the Goomba said, he will understand when he's ready. Nothing to understand. No such thing as goblins, and the dead don't walk. Sheesh. And such talk ain't gonna do you any good in Topeka, Doyle. You'll get a fair trial. But just the same, a plea of insanity won't likely save you from the scaffold. Why Kansas, anyway? Closest state in the Union. But California's closer. Right, but we're going east. I need to get back to Washington after I drop off Doyle war going on, if you haven't forgot. Sure, Marshal, I know. But he who rides the dead, what about him? Ain't no such thing a being, except the imagination of superstitious folks such as yourself, Delaney. But be
2: wait, brother. No sense in provoking the Marshal. We've walked that road often enough. and got nowhere with him. Reckon your brother likes to argue just to hear himself talk. Not so, Marshal. But you're blind
1: to the invisible, and
2: there's no change in that.
1: Everyone's blind to the invisible, Delaney. By the very definition of invisible.
2: Fair enough, Marshal. But even so...
1: Rider ahead. Hold up and be ready.
2: I only see one rider.
1: Jesus, can't miss a
2: fellow in a shirt like that. Stalk me things. Was not on his mind when he put on that bloody thing.
1: Didn't think they made a red so red as that. Hush, you two. Watch the hills. He could be a distraction. Might be bandits. I see only him.
3: As do I, Marshal. He seems to be alone.
1: Foolish to ride hereabouts alone. Might not be by choice. Misfortune, maybe. True enough. Doyle, I want you to ride with me, and I'll have a chat with him. The rest of you hold back. Might I have a weapon then, in case it's an ambush? No. Then why do you want me with you? So's you don't get any ideas about Bolton when my attention's elsewhere. I've no plans to do so, Marshal. I'm innocent, or not guilty anyway, but I'll not run. Fine, just the same. You're coming with me and unarmed. You there, hold up! What? I... Oh. Hello there, friend. What's your name, son? And what brings
0: you to the Western Territories? My name's Daniel, sir. Daniel Blue. From New Orleans, sir. I come here to get away. Away from the war, sir. Deserter? Reckon so, sir. Though seeing how you're a Yankee, I don't reckon it'd matter much to you. It don't. I ain't no coward, though, sir, if that's what you're thinking. Just don't necessarily believe in... Well, in the southern cause, sir, I suppose. Fair enough. Be on your way then, son. Well, sir, I was hoping, if you'd be so kind, to maybe share your campfire. Just for the night, if you don't mind. I passed a spot an hour back that'd make a fine spot for the night. Cool and clear stream nearby and a nice shady outcropping to shelter beneath. Then why didn't you camp there yourself? Was fixin' to find a bite to eat first. Maybe stumble upon a jackrabbit or a sheep or some such first. No luck, though, sir. So... I wonder if maybe I could show you the spot and you could share some vittles with me.
1: Don't reckon that's gonna happen, son. You might as well just
0: ride on. Best of luck to you. But why, sir? I mean, I'm right hungry. I ain't ate nothing for near a week, sir.
1: You've a scent about you, son. I don't like. Something familiar, but it somehow raises the hackles on the back of my neck. I don't know what it is, and I could be wrong about you. But I'm not going to put a bullet through your head as my gut seems to be telling me to do. Just the same. I'd move along if I were you, lest I change my mind. Oh, come on, Marshal. Look at the boy. Skin and bones, mostly bones. He won't last a day or two more in the desert without food. Fine. Here's some jerky. Right on.
0: I'm much obliged, sir. I really am. And as such, the site I mentioned, what with the stream and the shade and all... It's just about a mile yonder. Just past that rise, looks like a sleeping giant. Around the bend to the right, sir. And thank you kindly, really.
1: So who was he, Marshal? Drifter, Confederate deserter. I didn't want to ride with us. I didn't want him riding with us. Why not? Poor fella. Look near to starving. And a red shirt like that, he's a bleeding target for everything. Rattlers, bandits, and whatever else might be wandering the desert. How could you pass him alone like that? I didn't like him. But you don't like anyone, Marshal. I especially didn't like him. Now let's ride on. Well, he was right about this site, Good spot. Who was right? The young fellow you sent away. He told you about this spot. He did. And you still sent him away. You're a cold bastard you are, Marshal. That's a certainty. Marshal said he smelled bad. Reckon we all reek a bit by now, Marshal? Not that kind of smell. Something beneath the sweat and the grime.
2: Well, okay then. You're the boss, Marshal. I'll build a fire. Put some stew on.
1: No. You're a damn poor cook. And I ain't eating any more of your poison. I'll do it. No, you'll like to poison me too. You're my prisoner, remember, Doc?
3: I can cook. I've got some herbs and Sakata Saiant is among the very best hunters of my people.
1: I will find us meat. Fine. You two can build a fire, though. I reckon I can trust you that far. Right, Marshal. Sure thing, Marshal. What about me? What can I do? You and I are gonna have a chat under that rock. Certainly, Marshal, but I've already told you my story. You're going to tell me again. Well, what do you want to know? Just start from the beginning. I want to hear the whole thing all over again. Fine. Well, I've long believed the native people of this land have a much better... Hey, it's the Carter Scient. He's back. He's got... What the bloody hell is that? He's got a snake. A rattler.
3: Oh, I can make a fine soup with that.
1: Are you mad, woman? You'll poison us for certain. Marshall, if you think a spoiled rabbit gave you a bellyache, imagine how a rattler'd sit with you. Rattler's fine. Eat it often enough. That's true,
2: brother. Safe and delicious. Clean properly. Really? You don't have to play with me, are you, brother? No, brother. I promise, it'll be fine, I'm sure. I found yucca root as well. Yucca root? What's that? Tattoo Seamus, near enough anyway. Fine eating to be sure.
1: I have cleaned the snake already, Pune.
3: Thank you, one god.
2: Oh, aye. That smells lovely.
1: Well, I have to admit it does it that, brother. Near to a full moon tonight, too. And like to paint the sand silver and the hills blue. I'm falling into a right fine mood, I am. Say, brother, why don't you take up your fiddle?
2: Tots would make a fine company on this fine evening, didn't you think?
1: Oh, aye, twould indeed. Oh, hey, it's the fellow from earlier, in the red shirt. Hold right there, son. I told you to ride on.
0: Oh, yes, sir, I know. And I'm sorry. I don't mean to be intruding any. I promise, sir, but you see... But you see, Marshal, he
1: ain't got much of a choice.
2: Now who the bloody hell is that fella?
1: I reckon you're thinking of putting a bullet in my head right now, Marshal. But I'd reconsider, seeing how I've got a dozen men hereabouts all pinned their sights on you and your folk there. Ah, oh, and Juno, he's right. I count seven. No, make that nine. There are eleven. Well then, mister, what can I do for you? You can drop your gun, for one. And then? And then? Well, let me confer with my lady friend here, Miss Willamette. Darling, what do you reckon we do with the marshal and his friends once he drops his gun?
3: Shoot him, and then cut him. No, no. Cut him, then shoot him, Cole. Then cut him, then shoot him.
1: Ah, now, darling, you had it right the first time. Shoot, then cut.
3: And then into the pot. Right, Cole? To the pot and to our bellies. Right, Cole, my love?
1: And then to the pot. Right you are, my darling. Right you are. So then, Marshall, would you be so kind as to drop your weapon then? I reckon not. Well then, I didn't expect you would. I guess we're just gonna have to leave you fine folk alone, then be on our way. No!
3: No, Cole, please! You promised we'd eat tonight. You promised!
1: Oh, hush, darling! I'm just having a little jest. We'll eat just fine tonight, as I promise. All right, boys, let's have at it.
4: lake weird tales of the frontier is a monstrous endeavors production written produced and performed by stan davis robert metcalf and ron spiegel with special guest performances by Catherine harper daniel ellery and Yestin thomas Past and future episodes can be found at GloomLake.com. If you use iTunes, please rate, review, and subscribe us. If you do, let us know and we will send you a special gift. Get your Gloom Lake gear and wear our brand at Screened.com forward slash Gloom Lake. That's screened with a K. Search for us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Gloom Lake Times. Finally, contact us by mail at campfire at gloomlake.com. Join us. You may find you'll never leave.